0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the fucking ectoplasm show. <laughs> my God. Ugh. Having troubles? No, I'm always having troubles. It's been a day, dude. It's been a day. So my name is Josh Heard. Joining me is my good pal, confidant, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What's cracking, playboy?
1: I got a hell of a deal today.
0: <laughs> Dick swinging deal of the day. Yeah. That's what you got.
1: I, um. I already showed it to you and most people (laughs) online, but I got $950 off a brand new computer. That's
0: right. That is right. Pretty outstanding deal. Did you uh, crack into it yet?
1: I have. It's all ready to go. I just don't have it set up in order to do this show yet.
0: Well, yeah, it's going to take a day or two. But yeah, yeah,
1: so uh, we'll christen that soon.
0: I like it. I like it. I'm just having all sorts of problems over here. I think we got it. Are you still there? Again, this is another problem that I'm having. (laughs) Are you there?
1: (laughs) My soundboard messed up. Hold on.
0: But well, I tell you what We are off to a fucking phenomenal start Right now <laughs> We are just knocking this shit right out of the park This is production value Ladies and gentlemen This is production value
1: My soundboard completely Flipped out there Did it really? Can you hear me now? Yeah I can hear you Yeah, I got all kinds of like pops and shit in my ear and That's hot Oh well done now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Nice. What I was saying is, is we have a guest tonight. Yes, we do. An interview. We haven't had an interview in a while. It has been a while. So we have Shane Pittman on with us today. How's it going, Shane?
2: Pretty good, guys. How the
0: hell are y'all? Not bad. Not too damn bad. I think we got this shit, hopefully, under control.
2: <laughs>
1: hopefully. Hey, that's not going a- That's how it goes, man. Podcasting and
0: uh, all of that, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. For damn sure. (laughs) It'll be okay. So So why don't you tell
1: our listeners the broad strokes of Shane Pittman?
2: Okay. Well, um, I am a married man, got four kids, love the paranormal, and I'm a podcast host. I've been a podcast host for about six years. Uh, been into the paranormal thing for about the same amount of time. And uh, that's pretty much the, the broad, broad definition about, you know, what's, what I'm all about. Um, love the paranormal stuff. And, uh, you know, I've been talking about that. Cars with podcasts and things like that for for a while and would have podcasts that was relating to to those topics and most recently i branched off a little bit and started a podcast called the verbal smash podcast which is on itunes and all the other directories and platforms and stuff and it's basically talking about all kinds of shit you know things that are on um that's on my mind and, and uh, weird stuff that's going on in the world today which there's plenty of that shit going on oh yeah and, uh, and uh, you know I have a co-host uh, uh, Jason Bevel which he uh, he is the craziest fucker that you've probably ever heard in your life <laughs> and uh, so it, it makes it interesting you know because I'm one of these uh, wet and dry guys I, I kind of try to you know especially with podcasting try to play it safe a little bit um, because I've been in it so long. So, you know, I know what, what would trigger some people and what wouldn't, you know, but Jason, on the other hand, he just, um, he really doesn't give a shit and <laughs> he'll say a lot of, uh, really off the wall stuff, you know, but it makes it interesting and that's what I've been doing as of lately, you know, just trying to branch out a little bit and, uh, broaden the topics and things that I'm talking about. And, um, stuff like that so that's basically it with me it's very, I listened very cool. to
1: one of your episodes uh, the most recent one number 11 and I plan on listening to the other ones but you do a lot of uh, oh my god or or what is he saying now kind of things
2: <laughs> yeah man it's, uh, it, I, it's that shock value is definitely there I'm gonna tell you it's um <laughs> I mean it's everything from he finds humor in the most fucked up things. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I don't know what to say. I just I just let him go. But, you know, like I said, it, it brings a dynamic to the show to where, you know, what we're trying to get across with the show is crushing the norm of everyday thinking. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that that feel like they can't share an opinion or they can't say a certain thing because they will offend somebody or, oh, yeah. or they will that will offend a group of people and we want to get away from that, you know, because I mean, we're, we're in this uh, day and age where people get offended over everything. And it's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. It's to the point to where, you know, nobody can barely move. You don't have any breathing room at all to say how you feel. And, and um, so we started the podcast to kind of get rid of that, that uh, the normality of everything and trying to try to crush the norm. And I've actually written a book called uh, Crushing the Norm, and that should be coming out in the next couple of months or so, so I'm excited about that. It's my first book.
0: Oh, uh, very cool. Very
1: cool. Why don't you tell us about how you got into the paranormal? I mean, I, that's a question that you know always gets asked, so we might as well ask it. How
2: did you get into the paranormal? okay well what really got me into it as far as with investigating and researching it a little bit more was um, my brother-in-law he was he was living in this house and uh, had some really really strange things happen there um, you know a lot of you know door slamming the typical stuff that you would hear uh, voices stuff like that but it uh, terrified him to the point that one time uh the activity in the in his house was so extreme that he felt like he couldn't he couldn't go out of his bedroom door and out of the front door so he climbed out of his window (laughs) at like four o'clock in the morning and and got in his car and sped over to my house and uh you know, at first I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy? What? Uh, why is he coming here?" You know, because, but but I knew how he was, and and to see him, you know, on the verge of on the verge of tears, and all of that, I knew something was, you know, definitely off. So I was still skeptical about it all. I've had things happen in my life when I was younger, but you know, I kind of brushed that off. It wasn't wasn't too major. It was just you know strange, unexplained things, but I didn't really you know, give it a lot of thought, but, um, so that, that night when it came to my house, I I went over there and as soon as we pulled up in the driveway, I mean, it was, you you could just feel something was, was off. It didn't feel right. It was, uh, um, just a very heavy feeling, you know? And, um, so it went to the house and sure enough, there, there was a lot of weird shit. I mean, it, it take me a take me forever to talk about all of it, but there's a lot of things that um, really changed my perspective, and, and especially seeing somebody, you know, that was part of the family going through something like that. Uh, we, you know, we got together and we're like, you know, there's I know there's other people that are experiencing things like this. Whether or not the paranormal thing is all true or not, we know that there's people out there that that are scared you know they're scared shitless and they don't know what to do yeah and you know what let's try to let's try to help them so from there we started you know spike paranormal which it was a paranormal team that we were a part of and we started that to, to help some people and that, that's basically what got me into the mainstream paranormal you know how how a lot of people are going about it now but that's that's what got us into it was um Trying to help people, man, because you know somebody close to me was going through something, and uh, from there I knew other people uh, could use some help as well. So that's what really got me into it, hardcore, you know.
0: That's really cool, though. I think you're doing it for the right reasons. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's pretty, it's, it's weird too because. You see a lot of people out there, or I do anyway. That you know, it's like, what cool fucking t-shirt could we make and sell (laughs) that that has our fucking paranormal name on it? You know what I mean? It's like that's that's how it is now. It's like, who's the coolest group? Mm -hmm. You know? Absolutely. I think it's gotten away from okay. There's people out there terrified to hell. A lot of it can be explained. I mean, uh, a lot of my research. probably 97% of a lot of the cases and stuff that I've researched can be explained Mm -hmm. Uh, that it can be explained with things that you, you can explain it. And there's only those rare cases that I've found that, that are really uh, you you can't readily explain it with science. So of course we label it paranormal, but uh, a lot of cases you definitely can, can uh, explain and, you can ease the mind of the people that are, that are scared. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, it's, I don't know how, how it's gotten as far as, you know, how the paranormal is now. It's just, it's almost like people are making it a a big joke.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now in your investigating and in your, in your research and things of that nature, um, you know, what is some of the most what you would consider, you know, substantial things that have happened to you personally,
2: that have happened personally to me, or in cases that have researched. I mean, just um, things that have personally
0: happened to you. Yep, me. personally. Uh, even if you're researching a case, what you know, uh, different things that have happened to you while investigating.
2: Okay. Well, there was this. There was this one um, place that we investigated when when the team was together and it, it's called the poly Jail and it's in Union Springs, Alabama. A lot of people haven't heard of it. There's There's been some that have, but not a lot of people know this place and there was a, a you know, a story that was documented in the in the newspapers at the time and all of that because, you know, I try to, I, I don't like to hear, you know, the hearsay folklore stories. I, I want evidence to back this up. Absolutely. You know, like the stories that are being told. Yeah. So, anyway, anyway, there was this, um, uh, story about a man that, uh, it was a black man that was, uh, accused of raping a white woman. And this was, uh, in the early 1900s, so you can only imagine, um, how that woman, but, um, uh, he was accused of this, and he, um, he was, uh, taken by a lynch mob, and, and, uh, know shot so many times you know they tied him up to this tree yeah. two miles from the poly jail right they found him at the poly jail and uh, took him out of there and because uh the sheriff was trying to protect him but you know there wasn't much that they could do took him two miles uh east and uh you know pretty much murdered him shot him there wow. and uh the groundskeeper at the poly Jail said that if anybody would haunt the place it would be him. So, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, that's a creepy ass story, you know, whatever. Well, we investigated this jail because they said a lot of the people uh, that visited the place, because it was a historic type jail, would have a lot of creepy feelings, would hear voices, a a lot of things like this. So, like I said, I was still pretty skeptical of everything, but we were in there and uh, my brother was recording a uh, video recording and uh, we were walking on the second story and that, you know, the jails of those times had the big iron uh, bars and stuff. You know, it was hard to close the doors because, you know, it was, they were just heavy. Sure. They were, they were built, you know, with that iron. And, um, he was recording, and I've never seen my brother afraid, okay? Uh, he's <laughs> he, he's a dick, but, you know, I've never seen him, <laughs> like, a, a, afraid, you know? So he was recording, and I was facing him, and all of a sudden, the, uh, the door to the cell slammed shut. Now, it was completely open, and there was nobody behind him at all. Okay, yeah. because and I I was recording him. He had a recorder, recording me. I had a recorder recording him. Nobody behind him, and the it, it slammed so hard that it resonated throughout the whole jail. Oh wow! And that that moment right there really it it, it shook me to the core because I've never seen anything like that before. Right. My life. I've had crazy stuff happen, but nothing like that. It was so unreal, and to see my brother almost piss himself. I mean, it was it was gratifying <laughs> after I was looking at looking at the video later. But yeah. you know, at, then seeing okay, at first, that is my younger brother, but I'm seeing him terrified. I've never seen him that afraid, and to see that happen to me, uh, it was it that shook me to the core. I was like, okay, there's something there's i don't know what it is but there's something to this shit there's something yeah. that that uh, you know and i can only imagine what other people go through that they you know a lot of people don't believe them oh, you were probably exaggerating no no at that moment right there it was like no uh, you know a lot of people that are telling you stories listen to them yeah. because i mean yeah some some exaggerate but there could be some that are legitimately telling you the truth it, it's just something that I will never forget as long as I live.
0: Now, you know, like you said earlier, um, you know, number one, that you hadn't been doing this very long, but, you know, you came at this kind of uh, with a skeptical mind, which I think is healthy. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Did you ever expect to actually encounter something going into these locations?
2: Um. No, uh, because... You know, like I said, when I was younger, I had some weird things happen, but I brushed it off. Right. But I was I was introduced to some really you know crazy shows on television, like a lot of people were. Uh, sure. Ghost Adventures. Okay. Yeah, it was cool cool produced and everything. It's a very well done produced show, but it was uh, you know it looked like it was overacting to me, like sure. it was just a script and a story. So whenever, whenever I decided to take a go at it and do all of this, I I wasn't ex- I was expecting. Okay, that was all Hollywood shit. Right. It, it's not it's not something that happens in real life. You know, I was I wasn't expecting uh, to witness those at all. No, yeah. not not to the degree that I did. Outstanding.
1: What is your um, general outlook on the paranormal? Uh, well. Not, look, not necessarily the paranormal spirits or ghosts or what you want to call them. What do you see them as?
2: That's a very good question. Very good question. I um, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it in two different ways. Okay. Number one, I I don't know. I'll give you an opinion that I have. Okay. I think that ghosts and spirits, to the degree that we define them, it is a collective portion of our emotions. I, I don't know if I can, I, I don't know if I can explain this right. I, I think like
1: a thought know, form.
2: Well, it, to a degree, because uh, let me explain it this way. Like, you know, whenever, whenever you walk into a room and there's been people fighting, arguing with each other and you weren't there, you, you had no idea. Like you just went to a friend's house or something and they had been fighting before that you can walk into that room and feel the tension and you know just feel like uh something happened but you don't know what the hell you feel uncomfortable well i think that that's energy of of the people what they're exerting that's making you know making people feel that way you know like making me feel that way if I walk into a room they were just arguing I had no idea that they were arguing but I still felt that tension whenever I walked into that room I think that the energy that collectively that people exert kind of takes form in other unexplained things I think a haunting a residential residential haunting a lot of it has to do with um the people that are in that house and some of the uh, emotions and things that are going on some of the stress levels some of the things that they've been going through on a personal note that they don't really share with a lot of people um I think a lot of the activity and things that go on in the house is a result of those people I'm not saying that's 100% the case every single time but I, from what I've researched and from what I've gathered uh And a lot of my investigations and the the cases that I've dealt with, uh, if you dug a little bit deeper, the people that were living there had a lot, you know, higher stress levels, had things going on behind the scenes that that wasn't, you know, wasn't seeable on the surface. But whenever you dug deeper, there was underlying issues that I think uh, created a lot of uh, created that atmosphere. To a degree, for things to go on and to, to happen, I don't know if I'm making sense with.
1: No, you are making no. sense. I've heard, I've heard this theory before, but I, I haven't really met anybody that that is their primary thought. But I like it. I mean, I absolutely. My our listeners know that I try not to define anything. Um, I have opinions on everything, but I, I try not to define anything. But I like, I like seeing it in
2: that perspective.
1: Definitely. Well, and,
2: and you know, and to be fair, too, like in, in the very beginning, um, whenever I was first getting started and I was new to everything, you know, I thought a ghost was just a ghost or a spirit was just a spirit. You know, right. I, I, you know, it was the cliche answer. I, oh, a ghost is somebody that died, blah, 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 and all of this. But, you know, through being in the field for a longer period of time, I, I that, that's the conclusion that I have right now I, I think a lot of it has to do with with our energy that we exert whether it was um, in the past or whether it's going on currently I think it has something to do with that especially you know a lot of people say energy cannot be created or, or destroyed it can only be transferred you know uh, and they, they bring up the, the Albert Einstein thing and the, his theory and, you know, people say that, but, you know, they don't really, I guess they don't think about it that much. But, I mean, that's, if, if you think about it that way, any type of energy that we're exerting, even in our present state, what we're doing now, is going somewhere. Where is it going? What is it doing? Uh, I, I think that if we kind of research and and dig deeper into that a little bit more, I think we we will have a better understanding of, you know, all these things that we say is, is a paranormal thing or is uh, a strange or unusual occurrence has something to do with the energy of that place or, or the atmosphere of that place, you know?
1: Absolutely. Now, have you ever experienced anything in any place you have lived?
2: Uh, yes. <laughs> I actually Would you say had- that?
1: those are a manifest not necessarily a manifestation but fall along the lines of what you were just talking about
2: absolutely absolutely um recently it was probably uh, about six seven months ago not too recent but recent enough um i had a a dream but i don't really want to call it a dream because it was so vivid so real you know but uh, my my wife's grandmother, uh, I saw her standing on the side of my bed. And she was like my grandmother, too, because, you know, she was just a real sweet lady. And I, I knew her quite well. I was very close to her. But she was standing at the foot of my bed, and she was giving me a message telling me, hey, um, tell this, you know, I don't want to go into detail of what, because it was a personal thing. But she said, tell this person this. And it was, um, you know, very, very vivid. Well, she had passed away uh, a year before that. And, a, you know, a, a, probably about three or four days before that, my family and every, everybody was just talking about her. And, of course, it could be a subconscious thing. Yeah, Shane, you could have dreamed it or whatever. But I could see everything around me. And pre- I could see, you know, it was almost like an astral projection type thing, what somebody would describe an astral projection to yeah. be. But I saw her, phys- like, like she was physically there telling me this message. And I think what it was was the energy of, you know, everybody talking about it, their emotions, you know, they were talking about her and how much they missed her. A few days before that, we were, we were all talking about that. And, you know, people were, um, my wife was crying. Um, her mother was there. She was crying. And I think just, you know, whether it, whether it was us talking about it, if it was a subconscious thing in my mind or just the energy of, of the sorrow of, of missing a loved one could have, could have portrayed that to me, you know, subconsciously could have brought that about, you know what I mean? And, um, also we had some things happen uh my children saw some things whenever they were younger and um, my daughter who is she's 12 now she saw a, a woman in a red dress that was standing at the foot of her bed and she was so terrified that she ran into our room and was crying and saying that you know the woman told her to uh, she didn't say anything, but the woman put her finger over over her mouth and said, you know, kind of shushing my daughter, saying, "Be quiet, you know, don't say anything." Wow. And and uh, the owner of the house, come to find out, we we told the owner of the house this, and the owner was like, "Yeah, that same um, we saw that same woman with the dress and what? everything," um, and. Actually, that story's been going around our, our family ever since our grandparents, because our grandparents said they saw the same woman with the same dress, the red dress. Dang. And we, yeah. So, so I think, and, and the grand, the grandparents actually died in the house, which I didn't know this shit at the time because I probably would have, you know, uh, let's find somewhere else to live. This, this is weird as shit. I don't, I don't want, you know. I mean, it, it was just it was it was a weird thing and i think that maybe the energy of people i don't know how to explain it it's 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 a very complex thing and i'm still trying to figure it all out but um, i just think the energy of of people can bring about things like this an experience um, why the woman in red was there the red dress i have no idea yeah i don't know if it's this- you know, I, I can't explain all that. And that's why we call it paranormal. You know, it's, it's just something, it's, it's unexplained. You can't really explain it. But um, I think energy and, and what we exert has a shit ton to do with it. Absolutely. I really do. I have
0: a, I have a question for you that's, uh, it's difficult. It's a difficult question. Um, I know you said you're the father of four. Um, I have uh, two small daughters of my own. Uh, and the one question that I get asked uh, more than anything is, "What do you say to your kids about the paranormal?" Like, for example, your daughter comes running into you after seeing this woman in red standing at the foot of her bed. What do you tell her? Do you lie to her? Or do you tell her the truth? You know what I mean? Like, what? Uh, how did you feel that?
2: Well, see, this is a this is a very <laughs> another very good question because. Whenever she came into the room and she said all of this, I said, "Oh, baby, you were probably dreaming. Okay, it was probably a nightmare." Yeah. Well, see, me and my wife, we have different um, thoughts when it comes to this. My wife thinks that anything to do with the paranormal is evil. Sure. Is demonic? Is demonic? Okay.
1: I want to feel that question next. After you answer the child question, I want to know how you deal with it with your wife thinking everything is evil (laughs) well
2: well what i tell what i tell my my daughter and what i tell my children is i say look and i kind of bring it back to me i I don't discredit what they're going through but i say look you know daddy's uh dealt with some things when i was younger and i saw things that kind of kind of frightened me yeah but I said, the reason why we get frightened and we see things like that, it doesn't mean it's bad all the time. I, I said, whenever we see something like that, the reason why we're afraid is because we don't understand. We don't understand it. We don't understand what we're going through. So, I know you're afraid, but uh, it's okay. It could have been a dream. It could have been something else, but that doesn't mean that, that it's a bad thing. Right. Uh, if it happens again, you know, talk to me and we'll, we'll try to figure out what's going on, but but don't be afraid because, you know, that, you know, just because you don't understand, that doesn't mean it's bad all the time. So, you know, it, if it happens again, let me know, and we'll try to try to figure out what's going on. But, but I basically tell them to, uh, you know, keep an open mind with it. it. Even when they were younger, it's like, look, if you, I know you just saw this. I know you just had this thing happen to you. But let's not be afraid. Let's let us keep our cool. And it could have been a dream. It could have been something that, you know, you know, it could have just been a, a, a nightmare to you. You know, it could have been just a bad thing. Or it could have been something else. And if it is, then that doesn't mean it's bad all the time. Let's try to figure out what's going on. So I, I try to talk to them that way, try to ease their mind. And I stay calm and collected at the same time. Because I think a lot of parents, too, they're like, oh my god poor baby come here let me wipe the tears <laughs> Yeah. oh I know you're terrified why don't you sleep with us you know yeah. why don't you sleep with us for the night but I think sometimes that, that kind of validates the fear and we, you know you don't want to jump to the extreme and say okay you you uh, have a valid reason for being afraid uh, until you know what's going on maybe it's something maybe it's something that maybe it's a gift they have and you and you teaching them right off the bat to be afraid of it exactly it is just going to hurt them in the long run you know what I mean because what happens if they have it goes on all the time and-, and then they have that initial oh god I'm supposed to be afraid of this Yeah. so you know what I mean so it just kind of it can create a lot of uh, like a snowball effect that's that's uh, negative in the end I
0: know? think that's Are a perfect any way of them in- oh sorry Josh, no I was go just going to say I think that's a perfect way to handle it right there I like that
2: well, I appreciate that, and then you know, it's a it's a learning experience because um, the first initial reaction is you want to say, "Oh my God," and yeah. wipe their tears and, "Hey, come sleep, come sleep with us." Um, God, we hope that it doesn't happen whenever you're in the room with us. You know, that's your, that's your initial <laughs> thing. You don't you don't you don't want to see your babies you don't want to see your babies afraid at all. But I, I think I think if we if we go about it, uh, you know, the way I was talking about, it, I think I think it'll help them in the long run, especially especially if they are, they are gifted, and this thing is going to happen to them for the rest of their lives. So I mean, it's kind of taking an approach to to tr- try to handle with care when Absolutely. it comes to stuff like that.
1: Are any of them interested in the paranormal, or that you do it, um, or not do it, but you know, investigate and do? do your stuff in the paranormal are any of them excited by it
2: they are uh my older ones are excited my 14 my 14 year old and my uh nine year old they're both of the boys they think it's kind of cool but like i was saying before uh, because of my wife's opinions about things a lot of them are reserved they don't really want to say that oh it's cool even though they know they know that I do the research, I do everything, and you know I've had the podcasts and stuff, and they would always ask me, "Hey, you're doing the show tonight? That's cool. What are you going to talk about?" <laughs> but whenever whenever mom was around, they kind of wouldn't ask me. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you know, they knew that they knew that my wife was going to say, "Oh, that you know, y'all don't need to be talking about that." Blah blah blah. And my wife used to investigate with me, which is really the funny thing. But uh, she had some really some you know negative experiences where she really felt uh, uneasy and nauseous and stuff like that on too many of investigations to where she was like uh, screw this all of these damn things are demons you know <laughs> and didn't really want to investigate anymore after those well, experiences.
1: Yeah, obviously she's probably not pushing you to stop, or if she is, she's not doing it hardcore.
2: Right. She she's had, she's, uh, she doesn't like me doing it. I'll be honest and say that, um, her main, it, her main concern, which I, I can understand. And I, I think a lot of, a lot of, uh, wives feel this way is her children, you know, she doesn't want what I do to have a negative effect on my kids, which is completely understandable. I, I understand that completely. Um, but you know I would tell her things like you know certain things they watch on TV if that was the case then if things like that can happen just from what they experience then things on TV if they're watching something that's you know kind of scary or spooky could jump on them you know what I mean it's 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 uh, not all cut and dry just because I go to a location and, and investigate a certain thing doesn't mean that I'm going to be bringing a horde of ghosts back with me, you know, or demons or whatever she thinks they are. Sure. But it's, it's it's kind of rough sometimes, man. It's kind of rough (laughs) whenever I do get phone calls and emails and, and, um, you know, I dig deeper into certain, and I don't take every case because I've, I've found that there's, there's some people that, um, uh, they need more help than what I can give them, and it's as it, not saying, oh my God, they're crazy, you know. But you can talk to certain people, and you can you can interview them in a in a sense, and know that there's there's something on a deeper level that's going on, and it may not be as much paranormal as it is something psychological that they, you know. I I am not qualified to help them with, <laughs> like I'm I'm not qualified to be the psychiatrist that, that they may need, or I'm, or you know, I'm not qualified to give them that type of advice or help. So I don't take every case, but the cases that I do take, my wife, you know, is is very, um, very cautious and really doesn't doesn't want me doing it. But you know, it's it, it's something that I feel it's I, I want to help people, and if I can help them and I'm able to do it, I'm, I'm going to do it, you know? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, why don't we take a quick break here and play a couple things from a few of our sponsors, and then we'll get into the Kansas City Paracon oh, that you will be speaking at this year, as well as a few other paranormal things.
0: All right, cool. All right, guys, come on back.
1: Welcome to
2: Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you.
0: Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the
1: government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story and it probably wasn't this guy's worst
0: Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through skeptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week by subscribing. Find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria Fifty One or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. All right, gentlemen, we are back.
2: All right,
0: Coop, did you get a refill?
1: I did. Yeah, I grabbed that a another boy. beer. Little boy proud of you (laughs) what are you drinking josh
0: i am drinking crystal light like a hard ass Uh. Yeah. yeah.
1: shane's sitting in the parking lot so he probably shouldn't be drinking
2: that's right i've got a zoo at home i can't you know your listeners would be really irritated with all of the screaming (laughs) children if i was at home
1: (laughs) oh man all right well let's uh Let's okay, get normally,
2: into... Normally, oh, I'd be drinking a lot. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I said, oh, you're fine. I'd, I'd be drinking a lot of beer with you guys. Trust
1: me. Hell yeah. Well, you can have some great beer with us. We're going to do At the Kansas City Paracon. Josh is a speaker as well, and I'm the organizer for it. Um, and you will be speaking for the first time this year. It's our sixth annual conference. And will this be your first speaking engagement?
2: well on a larger scale with the paracon yes I've, I've done speaking things before but it was more it was more of um just kind of conference room type things it wasn't really uh like a like a not like a conference but like an actual conference room just doing little um uh, you know question and answer type things for people that were interested in in, in uh the paranormal and you know, about my group and the team and everything. You know, it was more on a smaller scale than what I think this will be. So, yeah, it's actually my first speaking as far as with a uh, Paracon. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff.
0: We are going to have so much flipping fun. It is. Oh no my God. Man, I can't wait. Oh, my God. It's going to be uh, ridiculous.
1: We will have a uh, podcasting studio set up there as well for. Any podcasters to use. Yeah. So if you want to interview people or be interviewed by any of the podcasts there, we will have a full studio for everybody to use as well. Hell yeah! It'll be fun. That's what, wow. I'm talk- what What will you be speaking on at the conference?
2: The main thing that I'm I'm going to be discussing, and I I, I think it's a I think it's something that I, I think a lot of people need to know, and I, it's I'm going to be talking about. Understanding the difference between the paranormal and just things that you can't explain. And if I can elaborate on that a little bit is I don't want to go too much into it because of the conference and everything, but it's basically, I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I've seen so many people in my uh, time doing investigating and, and dealing with the field so many people that would automatically jump to a conclusion and letting their emotions cloud uh, their common sense their rational side of them Yeah. because there, there's a lot of people that I've met that are very rational people most of the time but if they hear a creak of a floorboard they go absolutely nuts and I, I, I mean with all due respect to them, they go, they, go, their rational side just goes out the window. Yep. And, I think, the thing that we need, we, we need to understand is, paranormal things, you know, unexplained things, these things happen. Okay. But, there are, more, explained, thing, uh, you know, occurrences that can be explained, that, then cannot be explained. and, I'm going to go over some some different ways that I've learned over the years that will, I believe, help people when it comes to things like this. Whenever if you hear a knock on your window, (laughs) uh, how do you go about it? What what are some things that you can do? I mean, maybe not not make miniature investigators of people, but kind of help them tap into their rational side a little bit more and. Because in the long run, it's going to help them. It's going to help their anxiety. It's going to help overall in a lot of different aspects if they know some of the if they have these tools at their disposal that will be able to help them uh, whenever they may or may not encounter something that they would say is paranormal. Absolutely. So hopefully, hopefully, I wasn't rambling on too much. But that's basically I'm going to talk about some ways that we can kind of tap into our rational side and and try to come to an understanding and give some different uh, different pieces of advice that I've learned over the years that could help help out
1: it's gonna yeah, be definitely fun. I mean we everybody has and, well not everybody but a lot of people in this field have a big problem with people that say they're skeptics but they completely ignore the other end of the spectrum right within the field. That, for lack of a better way of saying it, that make us look crazy in a way. Right. A right. Early.
0: Absolutely.
2: But you know, it, it. The thing is, is you know, I can understand when certain people, you know, they'll they especially in this field, they are like, oh, the skeptic, they just don't know. They just don't know what I've gone through in my life. They don't know what I've experienced. But at the same time, these people that are saying that, you've got to look at the skeptic's point of view as well. That The skeptic may have not experienced things like you have, number one. Number two, they could have experienced things but could have Went about it and and investigated in a in a different way than you did, and came to a different conclusion than you did. You see what I mean? Absolutely. I think a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, there's some that are like, "Oh my God, I heard a knock on the window. It was a damn demon. Uh, <laughs> we have got a sage and and cleanse this and get the holy water out ASAP." And then there's <laughs> other other people that would have that same experience happen and say okay well let me walk outside real quick and see oh it was the tree it was a tree limb hitting my window oh okay well let let me break this tree limb so it won't happen again let me go inside and let me get some sleep you know they came to a different conclusion because they they just went about it a different way and and it's you know so i think when we all collectively just try to get a better understanding of what the other person is experiencing or what they're feeling and what they're trying to convey to us, I think we're a lot better off. Not automatically condemn the skeptic and not automatically condemn the believer either. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I think that's how Josh and I both feel as well
2: that's awesome that's why you guys are fucking kick ass people
0: (laughs) we do kind of kick some ass I'm just saying (laughs) Josh and
1: I actually met because of the Kansas City Paracon Oh, that actually I'm so glad that I you know decided to do this all these years ago because I have met the best people in this field
2: yeah there's there's some there's some awesome people awesome people in this field Um, I've made lifelong friendships lifelong friendships as a result of doing stuff like this and believe it or not I've met met plenty of hardcore skeptics that are in this field Mm -hmm. but go about it differently than what a lot of us do you know what I mean and lifelong friendships I mean they would give the shirt off their back to help me if I needed it and vice versa I mean it's it's, it's been a great experience, and, and I can't wait until uh, the Kansas City Paracon and I can meet uh, some more people that I can, you know, form friendships the same way. You know, I, I mean, I think it's a great, great way to meet with uh, like-minded people and people that are not as like-minded, but, you know, meet with them and, and form friendships that are lasting. You know, I think it's, I think it's pretty awesome.
0: Absolutely, man. It's a good yeah, time. Exactly That's for not, damn sure. I'm not.
2: Um,
1: maybe I'll toot my <laughs> toot my own horn you a little that. bit here. You toot that, but um, I feel like I've I've built a, a really good conference. And uh,
0: <laughs> dude, every See, year it's getting I mean, better, I mean, better and better.
1: are at the right time this year because this year I have 15 people waiting in line now to get a speaking spot. If somebody drops out, it's yeah. It seems to double in size every year almost.
2: That means you're doing something right
0: for damn sure. So, for damn sure. So, like let's
1: talk similar. a little bit about other things paranormal. Are you interested in other aspects of what we call paranormal like UFOs or Bigfoot or cryptozoological things in general?
2: Uh, well, yeah, the crypto thing I'm not as interested in because, you know, my my take on the the crypto portion of it is there are so many and this is going to sound cliché too, but fuck it anyway the i think the crypto portion <laughs> there's so many endangered species there's so many species of animals that we have not yet been discovered yet at all and we're finding new species all the time and then giving it a name and saying oh god this is the first one of the species that we we we've, we've never even knew existed so I think that whenever people are saying things, and I'm, you know, I won't want to tread lightly with this because I know there's a lot of hardcore believers in Bigfoot and all of that. But I, I, I think that uh, if there is some ape-like creature out there, that it could be, it could be a species of something we just, we don't understand. That is a, you know, it's a species of an animal or something that we just we haven't yet to capture, we haven't yet to see, and it may not be paranormal in the, de- the degree of, um, like a spiritual thing. I think it's just something, of course, we haven't understood it because we haven't captured it and researched it. But, yeah, I've heard some theories of, of uh, the Bigfoot thing, is Bigfoot's really a ghost and all of this. I mean, there's a lot of different tapes on it. But,
1: I'm curious because we have, we actually have three Bigfoot speakers this year. Uh, well, two speakers and one is a group of ladies. There's six or seven of them that investigate Bigfoot, and this is their first time uh, coming. They're called the She Squatchers. Oh, so is it's going to awesome. be interesting.
2: How long have they been doing that? Do you know, right off the top of your head? Mm,
1: I'm guessing about a year, within the last year. Um, I They may have been in the field longer. I've looked into them to see, you know, have their speaking ability and stuff like that um, before I, um, or who they were really before I, you know, signed off on them. But right. I think they've been in the paranormal field for quite a while. They just formed this group not too long ago.
2: Well, that that's pretty awesome, man. I, I can't wait to hear their point of view on it. Um, like i said i mean i haven't i haven't researched it too much i i i think you know they're like i said with the species and things like that, i think there's a lot of different species and things that we haven't discovered yet doesn't necessarily mean it's paranormal it could be but it doesn't necessarily mean it is it could mean something you know we haven't captured this species of animal and it's very elusive and all of that you know so cryptozoology hasn't really been a focal point of mine Um, you know some of the stories are interesting but ufology on the other hand and UFOs and aliens and stuff like that uh, that's another another thing I've been highly interested in um, due to certain cases that I've done that have blown my mind do you think uh, any
1: of these cases might scare Josh? Because he's terrified of aliens.
0: All right, listen, dickweed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just watch it. Wow. Well, uh, so, what now, is he being facetious here, or is he telling the truth? No, he's Josh
1: terrified is terrified of aliens. I, we're, terrified we're actually planning a, a documentary word. to try to get him abducted. But terrified I do want to hear word. your UFO stories. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, these that, man. I, uh... I, um... Uh, damn, now, y'all made me lose my damn thought.
0: Coopsick. Now
2: I'm laughing too much.
1: <laughs> you said and, you were, uh, you, you have looked into some cases.
2: Yes, I've looked into some cases. I actually dealt with one case where uh, this father reached out to me because his son was de- dealing with things on a nightly basis. Okay, of things in his room, there would be a blue light that was extremely uh, prevalent and bright that would come into his room every night. Things would be... um,
1: No, I I want to ask a quick question about the blue light before you move on. I do want to hear the rest, but was it... Was it it like a
2: pinpoint of
1: bright light that emanated from one spot and kind of spread out, or was it a ball of blue light?
2: It was a, it was, um, let me see if I can explain this right. It was kind of like a spotlight type effect where like if you had a blue, a a spotlight and the, the light was blue and it would, it would go from one corner of the room and illuminate the whole room as it was scaling from either left to right or right to left. Almost like it was doing a scanning type effect effect the light was and in the process of this light that would be going on um, afterwards that you know, were in places in the room would be rearranged neatly not not scattered it was moved but it was almost like in a neat fashion it was really really odd. Um, voices would be heard nightly uh, the child was so terrified. They, they would, um, uh, whenever this first happened, they called law enforcement because they thought it was somebody that was fucking them, well, you know, and, uh, law enforcement would come out. They would have, have more than one, uh, police report regarding this. And I was even furnished this information. So, um, I knew it was, it was legitimate. And so whenever he reached out to me, uh, you know we did some investigating and to this day we still don't know um, what it what exactly it is but i do believe that it's um i feel it could it there's a 95 percent probability it is extraterrestrial and wow. there were videos that were that were recorded from the father that was sent to me from his phone that absolutely blew my mind uh, gargled speech, things of that nature. I would try to, um, recreate the experience with my own cell phone, with the video I had with certain things. I would try to recreate it and see if it, it was something that was, that could be faked, you know? And, uh, but with, with this gentleman that was, I was working with for about five or six months, it, uh, never you know I I trusted him a great deal from what he was telling me because everything that he was telling me was checking out with uh, like I said police reports and all this other stuff that was going on but Damn. to make a long story short I, I believe that that case in particular was extraterrestrial is something that to this day blows my mind with different things that I hear as far as from people's research regarding uh, alien life and extraditionals, I really I really feel like there's more to it and it it's really an exciting aspect of this field of study that you know I want to dig deeper into
1: I would like you to ask him one thing uh, um, and maybe you already have do you happen to know if he would be an 1111 experiencer
2: well, I already asked him that, and he um, he said that he wasn't, but his son
1: was. Now I didn't have all the other stuff, but I did have the blue light. It was a little bit different, and it was when it was actually on the night that I realized that it wasn't just me that was eleven eleven. Yeah. Um, so, but it was only that yeah. one night, and it it just the blue light kind of you know it but I didn't have the rest of the stuff. I had other shit going on in that house, but not uh, not the same thing. But
2: So the blue thing, was it, was it the, like a spotlight thing, or was it a pinpoint? It
1: was it? like a blue beach ball floating in the corner of the room for maybe 45 to 90 seconds. I'm not sure on how long, because I was just kind of staring at it, but it was there for a that's that could seem like a very long time it could have been 20 seconds I really don't know but I felt like I stared at it at least for a minute or so
2: now were you uh did you have like any any other experience like a sleep paralysis type thing or were you paralyzed could you move could you freely move about while you were watching this or
1: um I I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I couldn't move I didn't move I was just kind of laying there watching it I was I didn't feel entranced by it I had so much I had a lot of other stuff going on that night. actually I've told the story on the show a few times I I had things in the sky that night but they all dealt with 11 the number 11 that night right. um, it's just like that was the night I found out that it was a worldwide phenomenon and even though I'd been seeing it for years I didn't know that other people and and I even saw like the number eleven and a smiley face and a cigarette and it like blew that whole night my mind was blown and it was just when I went to go lay down after a few hours of just being bombarded with the number eleven and all this sh- research and other shit that I was doing there was a blue ball of light floating in the cor- corner of the room for I don't know a minute. Yeah. Well,
2: I'm I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you this the the blue light thing really intrigued. Because I I was like blue light that's that's odd so I did some more research with that and and there like you said it's a worldwide thing there are so many cases of this blue light phenomenon going on that it's unreal it's it's something you can't you can't turn a blind eye to you can't you can't say oh these people are exaggerating whatever it's whatever it, it there's so many people that experience this that you've got to you got to scratch your head and be like shit, there's something deeper to this, you know? And that's what intrigues me so much to where I I would like to um, do even more research to going on.
1: Yeah, it never occurred to me to look into other people seeing the blue light. That whole night was just all wrapped around the number 11 that I never thought that that one part not necessarily something different, but to look into to see if anybody's had that that part of the experience
2: oh man it's insane I've, I've I've seen so so many cases where people would describe a blue light and so much so to where like I said I was like this we I can't ignore it this is this is some something that means something and to this day I don't know exactly what it does mean but I I do feel that it does need to be researched a lot more to try to figure out what the hell is going on. Absolutely. Pretty cool shit. It really is.
1: Yeah, I mean that's why that's why I do it, and I know that's why Josh is doing. It. I have a feeling that's why you do this. It's just yeah. um, fascinating shit to read it really about and just just experience. Even I mean, even if you don't don't experience it, I research well. I had UFO experiences when I was younger. Nothing major, but I just find all... Just reading this stuff is just fascinating. I mean, how can you not be entertained by it?
2: Right, yeah. There's some people that that love uh, Thrill City as far as roller coasters and jumping off of buildings and shit. Fuck that. And this, this gets my adrenaline going, you know, just as much as that stuff would. Uh, just because, you know, you'll you'll research it to the point to where on certain subjects you're like, yeah, there is something going on. This this has been this has been uh, experienced by other people besides just me, or besides a uh, person I'm talking to about this, which kind of excites you too, too, because you're like, that means that there is something going on that in paranormal nature. Which means there's more out there than people imagine there to be. It's not just oh, we're just you know we're just here and we exist and that's it. I, I think there's a broader uh, scope of understanding that we haven't even reached yet. That that is in, in regards to life and what the meaning of life is and what uh, other life is out there.
1: You know? Pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever have an answer, I don't, honestly, for me, I don't, I don't know if I need an answer. But it's all, it's just, I mean, that's, Josh and I have done 200 episodes of us just talking about it.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, I, nice. I think I, I think uh, I would I would like to think that we'd get an answer one day, but I don't think that we'll ever get a hundred percent clarity of anything. But I think the the adventure and the journey to get there is exciting in and of itself.
1: Yeah, yeah I kind of feel this thought has been growing on me since I first heard this theory. And I was surprised, well not surprised that I didn't think of it, but it it kind of seemed obvious as soon as I heard it, that if we knew that there was an afterlife and it may be better or maybe what or this or maybe that, why would we stick around here? And maybe that's why we're not supposed to know about it or we'll never be shown it or or what not because why would we have this human experience if yeah. being outside of this human experience you know, is better in any way
0: there's like some netflix original uh movie out there it just just came out god bless it i forget what it's even called it's got the uh, like the main protagonist in it is actually he's uh one of the actors from how i met your mother and uh damn it's good but I mean they basically they find out yeah there is an afterlife it is real and you do in fact go there when you die and people are just offing themselves left and right like absolutely crazy stuff but you, you hit on something right there man you know what I mean I think it's absolutely what would happen
2: right and, and another thing too is you know if we knew everything there was to know about everything that we I mean, we would know it, yeah. but did we really, did we really learn anything? Yeah. And no, we didn't. I mean, it's just, uh, it was a common knowledge, something we already knew. Exactly. But I think, I think the, the search and the quest for knowledge and the growing in knowledge and understanding is a key factor of why we're here and yeah. why we're experiencing and why we, we are, are are learning every single day. I think it's something that we need in order to mature and grow as, you know, our individual selves. I I think it's something that's vital that needs to happen.
0: I think it's, um, it's interesting that you say that, you know, like I, I've had very similar thoughts. Like what if we didn't have to search for this shit? What if we just knew? Yeah. Ghosts are real. They're, uh, they're made up of uh, of this and that and whatever. Um, you know, your soul or your chi or what have you, it does have some form of physical makeup or can manifest in some way, shape, or form. You know, we knew all of this shit going in. Um, how fucking boring would life be? <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it would really suck. Yeah.
0: It really would.
1: Absolutely. Well, you're looking at... You are looking at it from our perspective
0: sure of course if that
1: question was answered I'm sure there's plenty of other questions that we would be seeking and if there was no questions in life yeah. um,
0: Fucking boring. it would
1: probably be, you were, you're were you right it would probably be pretty boring pretty but, shitty um,
0: pretty shit test. then
1: we could focus on real stuff like, like sitting what? on the beach and Sitting on you know, the beach, daydreaming about by daydreaming. Uh, how it won't daydream. be scary if a tsunami comes and gets me. I could just sit
0: here and enjoy it. <laughs> he doesn't so mean would daydreaming. You really even,
2: he, would you really even daydream? What the
0: hell would you daydream about? He, he means daydrinking. That's what he meant. Oh, <laughs> see now that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now, shame, man. Where where can people find you? And, and find your stuff?
2: Well, you can find me on Facebook. I'm on there. Uh, you can just type in Shane Pittman and and find me that way. I'm also on Twitter. Yes, I know. But yeah, I'm on Twitter. It's at StarringShane. And uh, also, if you go to verbalsmash.com, that's my, my podcast website. That's where you can find uh all the episodes that we've done so far and and you can take a look at our sponsors and all the cool shit they have the have to offer I also own another uh, uh, own a podcast type network at noboxnetwork.com uh, that has podcasters bloggers uh, bloggers <laughs> all the herds I guess that uh, uh, that you know, they delve into all kinds of different topics, and pretty much anything and everything is there, so if you want to check out uh, an all-in-one website entertainment uh, platform, then Box Network, you can find all of my info and shit there as well. Very cool, man. Very, very cool. And I'm, and I'm going to be at the Paracon, which is going to be cool, so if y'all don't want to yeah. check out social media, y'all can Come to the Kansas City Paracon, and I'll be there. Can meet me Yes, the
1: website for that is KansasCityParacon.net. Tickets are on sale, just ten bucks yeah. uh, per day. And yeah, that's
2: that, that, that's that's nothing. You guys can you guys can check it out. It'd, it'd be awesome. I'd love to meet you guys. Oh yeah. Anybody uh, that's listening
1: out there. Yes, Shane will have a them. table there, as well as the rest of the speakers. So you can go up and talk to them, and. Uh, Spend time with them and probably have a beer with them because one of our sponsors, Big Rip Room Company, will be serving their alcohol at the events.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Dude, yeah. Paranormal conference with booze. Come on. It doesn't get any better. You sit back, yeah, talk shop, and have a it. beer. Yeah, exactly. Hell. <laughs> might as well just like take our beer with us, like on the stage. I know last year yeah. I said I was going to have a lot of beer, well, no, didn't you have can't, beer. you
1: can't, because Why? the speakers, yeah. well, the, not where you have the table, oh. but the, the room for the speakers while they're presenting is their lodge room, so we cannot bring food or or uh, drinks in there.
0: I've had about enough um, of your talk. So, yeah, you can't bring coochie. your
1: beer up there, but you can have your beer at your table.
0: Perfect. You know, last Just year... The table will
1: be in the room
0: with the kitchen. Last year, I never even had a beer. I had... God knows how many Jack and Cokes, though. <laughs> was, oh, there was a lot of that going on. Fun stuff, man. Good times. Oh, and the, uh,
1: the VIP party will most likely be at the brewery as well. What up? Um, I'm trying to get that all set up. And stuff too, so.
0: That's going to be
2: fun. Yeah, so win-win, guys. Anybody listening out there? Look, get your ticket and join us, man. It's going to be a kick-ass time, and you can get drunk, too. So. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> you don't want to get too drunk because a lot of our volunteers are members of the FBI and the DEA and what other law enforcement. <laughs> so you can you can have a good time, for sure.
2: <laughs>
1: but if you overdo it, you will get asked to help by a federal agent.
2: Okay, well, just be responsibly drunk, and you'll there be
0: cool. There it is. Just <laughs> don't <laughs> look I'm a bad I'm a bad influence. Okay, look, just get
2: a good buzz going, you guys will be all right
0: Shane's over here. I don't He's care like, It'll be fine. Drunk, but they may have a
1: problem
2: with <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> oh man. It'll be great. All right, kids. Yes. Well I tell you what. Oh my God. Alright, guys. We're gonna let you go and we will talk to you all very, very soon.
1: I do have to say something before you close it, Josh.
0: (laughs) Go for it. I
1: have to mention our podcast network. That's right. Bros. Go check them out. No, they have like 30 plus shows. We are the only paranormal show on there. But they have great nerd shows and all kinds of other gaming shows, movie shows, uh, hunting shows, even... Uh, shows about business and, and all kinds of different stuff. So check them out. Also, go to our Patreon, become a member of our secret society, and you too can learn our ways and become enlightened. But you have to join to do that. It's only a dollar a month at the very lowest.
0: That's right. So do that. Absolutely. Come join us on the uh, on the other side. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun. Lots of fun. All right, gentlemen, well, thank you both for uh, for being here this evening. Had a lot of fun. And uh, all you crazy cats out there, we will talk to you very, very soon, bright and early on Tuesday morning with the news episode. Peace out.